You're listening to the Confessions of a Hashtag Beauty Boss podcast. I'm your host, Angela Sanchez, beauty business mentor and founder of Beauty Business Co. I want you to believe that you can achieve anything if you set your mind to it. I'll be interviewing leading beauty industry professionals and discovering exactly what drove them to becoming the hashtag beauty boss they are today. Are you ready to be inspired? You're listening to episode 34 of Confessions of a Hashtag Beauty Boss podcast with today's guest, Kiyomi McPherson. I came across this beauty boss during one of my many nightly Instagram scrolls and had an instant connection to her being a mum, training therapist to become killer brow bosses, and had to get her on the podcast because Kiyomi has just launched Beige and Beauty, a collaborative freelance studio for beauty industry professionals based here in Brisbane. I just love the concept. It's so unique and such an amazing opportunity for anyone starting out that wants a commercial shop front without the huge overheads. We also talk about the brand discovery process of Bayesian Beauty and how Kiyomi made this dream become her reality. If you are listening to this real time, we are at the start of our really busy Christmas season. I wanted to wish you all the very best success to end your year and the decade really strong. Get lots of rest in between and plan and prepare healthy, nutritious snacks to eat throughout the day. Oh yeah, I know that you're sometimes skipping your lunch break. Take care, gorgeous, and Merry Christmas. Kiyomi, welcome to my virtual beauty lounge. It's lovely to have you on the show today. How are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you going? Yes, very good. Thank you. We have um, been in each other's Instagram feeds for a little while and we have never met in person, but it's so good to connect with you and actually have built a little bit of a relationship through what we do as business owners and mums and everything. And I cannot wait to hear all about your journey. I like to kick off the show though with asking our guests what your definition of a hashtag beauty boss is. Okay, so how I look at it is it's someone who's leading the way, but cutting all the crap out along the way. Um, I like to keep, well, if I'm looking at it from my perspective, I like to keep it real and just kind of there for anyone that has questions to ask. So yeah. the other thing is I don't really believe in competition. I'm under the impression of, you know, why can't we share what we know in the industry? What we found to work for us, like, isn't that what a boss is? Like, they share what works and they guide people and they lead people, their staff, students, followers or clients, you know, so give people a full recipe of success. So that's, I guess, my definition of a good boss. Yes, I love that. And it's literally a testament to exactly what you're doing and what you've led into, which we will dive into later on. But let's start from the very beginning. Where did it all um, begin when it came to choosing the beauty industry as your career path? And just tell us a little bit about where you are today. Oh, well, I actually started out as an apprentice hairdresser when I was, I think, 14 or 15. So I did it for a school. And then I worked full-time in school holidays, late night, Thursday night. I had a day off during the week. I don't know if they do that anymore. 
actually have a day off during the week to go work in your apprenticeship. Um, so yeah, I started out as an apprentice. Um, I was there for I think year 11 and 12, maybe it was year 10 as well. And then the week before I was meant to start full time, so I didn't go to schoolies. Um, I didn't. I wasn't going to have any time off from finishing school to going full time, and I just completed my OT as well, so it was full on. My boss at the time called me in for a meeting, and then she actually told me that I didn't have a job as an apprentice anymore because, and I'll tell you exactly what she said to me, because um, I remember it pretty perfectly. She said, you have no passion or desire to be in the beauty industry. And that, she sacked me. So that's the only time I've been sacked from a job. Um, and I can't actually tell you what happened for the rest of that day because all I remember is crying. So I was jobless and it meant that I was kind of homeless because I wasn't actually living at home in my last year of high school. Um, so then I had to move home, had to find a job, just went back into waitressing. Um, and then if we fast forward a little bit, met my husband in the mining industry and then we got pregnant with our first child. Then I had him and I did not want to go back to full-time work because in the mining industry it's like six to six on site which meant that my son would be in daycare like five days a week and I couldn't do that. So I googled Lash and Bar courses and I lived in rural Queensland so I had to fly down to a city um, to attend any course. So I went and did that and then I came home and I started my first business which was called Enhanced Pure Beauty. I had that for, uh, until mid-2017. Um, I had a shop front, I had staff, um, I did so many educational courses um, and I sold it because I was pregnant with our second son and I knew that we were going to move to Brisbane. So I sold that salon and had another baby. Wanted to be mum for more than four months because it's like at that time I get bored of being mum. So we moved to Brisbane and our youngest was four months old and not even 10 days living here, I started the Brow Bakery. So, you know, I've always just had this desire to help people and I guess this is how I do it. I've kind of figured out that doing brows and, you know, actually caring about my clients and getting to know them, that's how I'm helping people. Um, and but now for the last 12 months, I've also been helping people to succeed in this industry in business by specialising in brows. So I've been training people um, how to do beautiful, beautiful brows and also how to get their business off the ground, especially if they're starting right from the beginning. So I really, the reason I started and you know, my own companies was because I didn't want to go back to full-time work. I wanted to be a wife and a mum. So I did this so I had that flexibility to be present as much as possible and I do work hard to make that happen. I don't work full-time. I don't plan to ever work full-time until my children are older. But in saying that, I do work at night a lot, like all my admins. Um, so that's the Brow Bakery, but now I've started Bayesian Beauty. So Bayesian Beauty is a collaborative freelance studio and it is an open planned area where 
any beauty pro can come in. They can rent the space for a day. They can rent the space for a week. They can rent it long term, whatever suits them. And it's just easy. I think I found it really hard. Um, I didn't really have much help in the way of um, having somewhere to go. Like I always thought I had to have my own shop and have big overheads, but I don't. So right now, I like you don't have to have that, I should say. So right now, I started Bayesian Beauty to help people start their business or if they have an established business, get out into a shop front, become more known. Um, without a huge lease, without a long lease, and without having to buy all the equipment. Um, you know, they might be starting from the beginning, but they're not starting fresh from the beginning with a huge outlay of money, a huge lease, or um, expenses along with it. So that's Bayesian Beauty. Yeah, I'm, I'm loving it. And I've uh, had a few people come through this week to check out whether it's suitable for them to work from. So um, I'm really keen to announce the people that have decided to come in. So watch out for that really soon. Yeah. yeah. So it is pretty fresh and brand new because I've seen the branding over the last couple of weeks. So, um, and for everyone listening, because we've got worldwide beauty bosses listening, this is in, um, in Fortitude oh, amazing. in Brisbane. Yeah, and so it's been like, uh, this has been on my mind for the majority of 2019. I was like, there needs to be a way, like not just for me, but I just, yeah, I just want people to, it just needs to be easy. I don't know, if something's not easy, I won't do it. And I think that comes back to having children. So anyone that's a mum, you know, getting out of the house in the morning, if you have good eyebrows, and then being a FIFO family, so that's where my husband flies in and out to work. Like our life is pretty full on. So if I can make someone's life easier to get their business started, I'm all for it. So this is kind of yeah, this is how that came about. And now we're here and now we're looking and inviting people to come in. That's so fantastic. I think um it's quite popular in America already for you to have a business. Um, I'm thinking of my friend Lorena from Dear Lash Love who has a lash studio mm -hmm. in California and she always talks about her freelancers that come in and rent the space. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's amazing. Like That's she's so got cool. a studio and it's very much branded Dear Lash Love but it's not that they are employees However, they, yeah, they run their own Instagram, they run their own show, they give Lorraine yeah. money for the renting of the space, um, but they also work really well as a team and Bayesian Beauty will be just like that where you can, you know, have the branding of another beauty um, salon owner or lash boss or brow boss and, um, it, yeah, basically that collaborative um, working together and not worrying about, well, that would be an opportunity for me to have a brow client. If I post on there, then all of the people with that other company are going to see my posts and from my clients. So how, how will it work, do you think? Do you think that, um, you know, is there going to be that interview process from yourself and making sure it's almost like um, they're very much in line with the Bayesian beauty values as well? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I think 
um, when I, you know, thought up this concept this year, and then I really got into the nitty gritty of it, you know, I do have to kind of check in and interview the people that want to come into the space because it is no competition. If there is any kind of competitiveness within the studio, it's just going to throw everything off. So I find that that's exactly how I want it to be. I would love for a client to go, this is my availability, this is the day. What artist is in there that you trust, that you've welcomed in, that can look after me? And I'll be like, this person's here that day. And then, you know, if they're not there next time, we might have somebody else. So that's the collaborative idea behind it. But the other way to look at it is, and I only said this yesterday to a lady that I was showing through, for clients to see two businesses that to come together, you know how much that actually says about those businesses? Like, yeah. it's huge because it hasn't been seen before or if it has been seen, it's so rare still. So clients seeing that two people that specialise in the same thing coming together and they work together and there's no hatred or, you know, all that yucky stuff. It puts them at ease as well. It makes them feel comfortable. They don't get the guilt if they go to another person that's in that studio or actually anyone else in the beauty industry. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a little oh. bit of a... I'm so passionate about it. Like, I just want it to be the norm, honestly. It should just be the norm, but it's not. Yeah, we're not quite there yet when everyone's sort of on their own like it's great everyone's on their own path and we're trying to build our own businesses I think your concept is so unique and um exactly what our industry needs for someone who is you know um looking for stepping out of a home business into a commercial space or starting out where have that professional set up from the get-go but can't afford the leases like they're excruciatingly expensive and you've got state being in the valley um so yeah it's just a great opportunity for anyone so i know it's pretty fresh but what would be the process for someone if they are interested at the moment living in brisbane um so they would obviously reach out to bayesian beauty to come in look um with you at the premises um and then so are you having it where bayesian beauty has its own appointment system or will it be completely like they'll have their own facebook and instagram and then connects it through to Bayesian yes. the sharing platform. Yeah, so um, I'm in the middle of having my websites being developed to um, incorporate everyone being their own business. So how it would work is we would meet, we would decide that we're a great fit for each other and that you um, are happy to work in the studio. I would get your booking link, um, your social handles, like all those links, and I will feature you in stories and on the page. So this is included in the rate as well. This isn't a, you must, you need to pay extra. There's no hidden anything. And then what happens is if someone comes onto the Asian Beauty and they click through to the website, it'll have current in-house artists. So it will have a bio of, um, to say, the Brow Bakery, because I obviously work in there as the Brow Bakery. It will have a little bio of me. And then it will have the link to click through to my booking system and to my social handles and to my email. So whatever one you prefer, you can get in touch with me that way. So everyone is still their own business. You control your own business entirely. Um, and I just share with the public 
the details. So it's just another form, another marketing channel, mm. really. Yeah, and I think it'll be easier to keep it separate, like not have the um, uh, one booking system. Yeah, well, I think you'd have to be charging a lot more money for their rental space if you were taking on board that responsibility. Yeah. Like that's a whole nother business on its own, isn't it? So if um, yeah. asking all the questions here, I hope you don't mind sharing. I'm just so excited. Oh, no, absolutely. Um, so I see in your photos you've got, say, two beds with the ring lights coming over the bed. So we're looking at more of your lash artists, your brow artists, but could two beauty bosses um, work at the same time so they could rent the space at the same time? Um, and yeah, that's, so that's exactly it. Yep. Cool. And then could that be transformed if let's say there's a skin therapist who would like to have this mm -hmm. exclusively, um, can they transform that into sort of a bit more of a homey environment for um, the day that they're there or the week that they've rented the space out for? Yeah, absolutely. So um, any two people can be there at once. There's also, I've just also had a customised um, makeup artist chair actually watch today. It was uh, shipped yesterday, so that'll be here this week. So a makeup artist could be in there as well in the other side of the salon. Um, so potentially we could have three people at once. That's my maximum. Um, so life approval is also going through for skin penetration, which allows uh, cosmetic populists to come in and a cosmetic injector. With cosmetic injectors though, they will have the entire space to themselves because I feel that that's probably the only beauty treatment that really needs an exclusive area. Mm. Um, but everyone else, this is just my opinion, I'm, I'm happy for people to say yes or no, but I feel like having a tattooist in there while I'm doing someone's brows would be totally acceptable, um, but an injector is a little bit more personal. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. Very exciting. I can, so when are we looking at launching? Um, you're already working from the space anyway, but can we expect yeah. to see a little bit more happening with the rented space over the coming weeks before the end of the year? Oh, yeah, definitely. I expect to have at least... Who I think there was two people coming on board this week. So we just need to alternate, like work out the days they're going to be in there so that we don't overlap and I don't double book the space, which I wouldn't do anyway, but just yeah. to make sure that all days are working for each business. Um, and then like we have had a photo shoot in there already, which was really cool. Um, and so I was open to that as well because You'll have to come in, like it is just such a calming tropical space in the centre of the valley, like you would not even know it was there until you looked into that laneway. Yeah, that's amazing. Oh, I think I'll talk off air with you a little bit more about this, but I've just... Yeah, sure. My creative brain starts flicking away because <sighs> uh, I saw the photo shoot that you did and I thought, well, the lighting's so amazing in there that um, anyone needing professional photography when they're doing lashes for their own business, that could be something that you could rent the space out for as well. 
um, not even specifically to do treatments, but even hiring, say, um, a photographer to come in and we could do a session with lash artists or brow artists and get their um, incredible photography done. So, wow, wow, wow. I'm so excited for you. (laughs) Thank you. Me too. I'm really, I just, yeah, I just, I just love it. And I'm so happy that I I got it done, I guess. Well, congratulations. When you you think about things and then you just get it done. Thank you. Yeah, huge milestone for you. You should be so proud of yourself. It is. So which hurdles do you continually see popping up when it comes to running your beauty business? So we kind of touched on it um, in that, but it's the overhead. So I know it's not something that we can help too much, um, but right from the beginning, I've always made sure that my overheads are as low as I possibly can get them. That includes my lease um, because I never want to, I always want to make sure that my business income is covering the expenses. So um, my advice is to shop around for insurances, consumables and your equipment and feel comfortable negotiating. So all of our suppliers, they do all this with their wholesalers. Why can't they? That's how I see it. We are allowed to negotiate too. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Um, with um, going to a beauty expo, you get in the zone and it's so exciting and then there's all the deals, but you should really go and take that information because even though they say it's an expo-only price, if they really do want to partner with you and they value your business, you'll be able to negotiate something with them in the coming weeks afterwards. Hmm. Absolutely. Or they'll honour their expo pricing because you've chatted to them on the day. Well, they should. Yeah, definitely. So Um, was there another one that you wanted to let us know about? I did um, the pricing. So what we're charging as professionals, like I'm not saying um, that we have to charge exuberant prices, but you know we just need to value our training and investments into our training and what we actually want to be paid hourly. Mm-hmm. Something that I go into in my training days as well, and people are like, oh, I didn't actually think of myself getting an hourly rate and I'm like yeah that's that should be the basis yeah yeah and then work out your overheads and everything after that absolutely yeah yeah so okay well that's also a top important tip right <laughs> but can you share those yeah with- yeah I guess so um, especially when they're starting out as well um you know what what should yeah. we be doing first when we're starting out so i know it's so hard and i probably did this myself but don't let your clients dictate the hours that you should be working so in the beginning like 100 percent understand that we're trying to build a business and we do want to accommodate as many people as we can to get our name out there to have an income and to put our new skills to practice but what we do at the beginning of our business that can set a precedent or expectation moving forward So I'd write down how I want my business to look in six months and then maybe in 12 months or 18 months time. So what hours do you want to be working? If you've learned a new skill, what is your starting price or your promotional price? And then what is your experience price? So it is, I call it a soft planning. Like I don't necessarily write this stuff down, but I also have a um, 
very good memory. So I'm, my husband gets annoyed because I don't forget a thing. So, you know, remember it or write it down. Um, and when you revisit it, like see how far you've come. If it feels good to, you know, change your pricing or change your hours, do it. But that's, yeah, that's my biggest thing is a client dictating hours. Um, yep. Then my other one is don't discount your brand, your experience, or your, or your skills. So this kind of comes into pricing as well. But what I did last year, I trialed this. So I'd been in the Valley, so I'd nearly been uh, working in Brisbane for 12 months. So the Brow Bakery was nearly 12 months old. But I'd been in the Valley for about six. So I went on holidays um, when I started, six months after I started in the Valley. and. I thought to myself, I'm going to put my brow design prices to $49 just for the duration of me being away, which was two weeks. And when I get back, I'll put them back to, it was $89 then, which was my full price, just to see, you know, if I could attract new clients um, and fill my books a little bit more. In that time, I didn't get one single booking um, at the promotional rate of $49. Um, and I never actually discount my treatments or well, my brow designs and my lashes. Um, I think maybe I've done it once before, but the minute I put my prices back to my normal $89, the booking started flowing in. Like I was getting one new one a day and it blew my mind. So it said a lot to me, like, yeah, I, it's so rare that I actually discount my pricing and that was my little trial and I haven't done it since. So yeah. It's over 12 months now and I haven't changed. Yeah, for anyone my, feeling my they need to do that, it's sort of, I am very similar in my own business. I do not discount anything. Um, I don't have time to discount and have more people flooding, you know, like set your prices at a premium and then work on adding in the value side of things. Like if they're getting a free Absolutely. or, um, you know, something that doesn't take a lot of time, um, then you can always do promotions and bundle them around and then the value adds up to whatever, you know, $119 and they're getting it for $89. Like that is yeah. the value is so much better than the discount hunting or just setting your prices so low that it's like, what is wrong with their service that they have to charge that low um, for people to have to. And it attracts the wrong clients. In my opinion, it, it doesn't attract my clientele. I, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you want to... Um, can I add a third one? Yeah, go for it. Is that okay? Um, so this marketing. I know we don't all think about marketing. Even if it's a small budget, just kind of chat with an expert. You know, tell them your budget. There's no right or wrong budget. Um, and see what they can do to help you. Not, it doesn't have to be straight away. Um, but, you know, maybe in three months' time or something, it's really great to get your name out there in your area. Yeah. So that was my little, that's an important one for me now. So because you've just started the Bayesian Beauty concept, uh, is that something that you seek where you, uh, because we talk about this a lot with our members, is finding your, um, you know, working out your vision, what you want your business to look like, how, what, how you want to feel every single day, and what you um, value personally can reflect within through your business as well. Um, finding your colours, your fonts, your 
and then creating like your logo around that. Um, yep. So, you know, creating that brand board, is that something that you did as a discovery session or obviously you've been in business for a long time, maybe you already knew how to do that or did you just seek someone to help you? Um, with Asian Beauty, I knew the look. So in my head, I just knew what I wanted to look like. And then from that, it told me the tone, like the social media presence tone, what the branding would look like. Um, but then my marketing girls, who they're called Oh My Digital, I've had them from the Brow Bakery and I'll probably never let them go. I touched base with them, told them about my concept. They sent me this huge bloody document that I can need to fill this out. And it was like, it was everything. And it was everything I'd been thinking of and now I needed to put pen to paper. And then from there, they helped me um, bring it all to fruition and set the tone, do all the copy and they understood what I had in my head, I guess. Um, yeah. So that was, yeah, the, the marketing, the branding. It's not something I did when I first started. Um, I kind of did it all myself and I learned mistakes along the way but I can see the value in it now. So I won't do yeah. it. Anything I can outsource now, I will. And it doesn't like it doesn't always have to cost me a lot. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's... It's worth it. So for our listeners, they are needing support in that... Ha- on an approximate, how much does something like that to get done for you to get started cost? The marketing. Mm. So um, I think I paid $500 to sit down. Oh, well, actually, we had like a two-hour meeting, which was complimentary. Went through, talked about my ideas, and then to put my marketing plan into place, which turned out to be 40 pages, that was $500. So that included all the recommendations. Um, they did, oh, I should have brought that up and read it, like what they did. So they did um, research into my industry, who my competitors were, what was similar, um, like what pricing was for someone that was doing what I was doing, um, what they were charging for people to come in, but no one was beauty. So it was all based on um, office spaces. So they did all that market research. They also did research into our industry and I guess that kind of showed me um, like whether I would succeed or fail. So it kind of told me how many people um, put money into personal appearances, how many people were completing diplomas per year, how many people were starting a, a new business, things like that. So it was all on research and insights which I was actually blown away. I did not expect expect anything like that. And then they told me um, what they would do in the way of getting my name out there and getting people in renting space. So they also do my, they did or are doing my ads for Bayesian Beauty. Um, Yeah, so that was for that. And then to get my website built is a couple of thousand dollars. However, she teaches me all the back end. Yep. So I don't rely on her to go in and change anything. So the website was a vital part of my marketing because I need to be able to market people that come in. So up until now, I've always done all of this myself. 
yeah, it's good to find outsource. Like I think you're definitely at that yeah. stage. That was the same with me with Beauty Business Co. Outsourcing to a marketing agency. Um, yeah. And yeah, having like just now that she knows my brand, like from the back of her hand, it's literally so easy for me to send something through. I know I just have complete trust that it's going to be done. So yeah, that that's really great. Like that's going to be so like not only valuable for you to create the concept of Bayesian beauty with all of those marketing, that data, but now to be able mm, yeah. to the business owner when they're looking at the space, like that opportunity that they have to save this um, money from, uh, you know, their own lease and, and working together and how powerful that can be as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm really keen to see how it will work. Amazing. I know how it's going to work, but like put it into play. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool, cool. So I'd love for you to share three apps that you just can't live without. So Instagram is at the top of my list because that's my biggest uh, platform. Shift worker app because my husband's FIFO. So Al, it tells me when he's home and when he's not and I always refer to it. And schedule, which is my booking system that I changed to um, this year, which I'm loving. That's great. What are the pros of what were you using before or what's different? Uh, I was using Timely before. And as much as I loved it, I found there are a couple of things which I've heard have been added in since. Um, that weren't available that I that I needed, and one of them was instead of taking a deposit, just to hold the client's details on file. Um, when I went to transfer over to schedule, I emailed them the things that they were missing and that I needed to be able to have that smooth transition, and they actually came to the party, which um, I found amazing because what developer has ever done that? And they also imported all my clients I didn't have to do a thing um, the other thing is it's actually free for me to get online booking um, there is the same fee as the square f plus but otherwise it's free and it works it's really really easy great and it integrates with your square still no I just use them separately I can charge through schedule because it holds my clients card details um, but I just prefer to use Square. I think I'll transition over to Schedule next year where it does all the in-app charges. Um, but the reason, I'm pretty sure the reason I haven't done it yet is because it's taking about three days to clear into my bank account, whereas Square's the next day. So that's mm. really downfall and why I haven't transitioned. That yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. That's great. We're always searching for benefits of, um, yeah, point-of-sale software and everything like that. So good insight and what's one thing you're constantly searching for when you're looking for support in what you do daily I can never go past customer service I'm always searching for really great customer service from businesses Mm, yes so true it's always great to learn from them as well. Like if, if I've had a bad, yeah. it's interesting, right? Like I, I'm a very positive person, but 
you always remember that negative experience. But I always take that as an opportunity for learning as well and how I can make that better for my business. Like, oh, I'd never do that to my client and actually making sure that that does never happen. Yeah, I'm exactly the same. Yeah. And do you have any specific routines you stick to to set your day up for success? Um... So the way I guess I do things in the morning, so I have school drop-off um, every day. So I always get myself dressed first because then at least uh, we're ready to leave if we need to leave. Um, then like the children and get them sorted. My husband thinks it should be the other way around, but it's not. Have a coffee and then I open up my entire apartment for all the natural air, soil and light. And what I've done every day for as long as I have had kids, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that's so important, right? Like I think it's so easy to have everything shut off and um, yeah. open those blinds and windows to get – we've moved recently to a two-storey home, that, so it's a first for us. Yeah. It's so important to actually open the windows up because you get so much beautiful breeze through, but it can also get really hot and stuffy and you can go half a day yeah. without, like, breathing. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's if I open my door now um I can hear the traffic so it's closed but if it's open it's just beautiful airflow oh I just love it it just it honestly it soothes me that's oh that's so good well we'll move on to some rapid fire questions so you can get that airflowing going what's the best <laughs> you've ever read um uh, looking for Ella Brandy Okay, I've never heard of that one. What? Oh my god, you have to read it and then read the book first. Okay, I'll have to Google it. I'll, I put them all in a list because, yeah, it's hard to get the eyes to stay open when I have time to read at night. But yeah. I'm doing yeah. books. Uh, who is someone that you would love to meet in person? So. Uh, do you know who Albert Nemajira is? No. Uh, Albert Nemajira, he was, he was the first person ever to do a school project on, but he's actually one of the most famous Aboriginal artists. Um, and that was, I have no idea why, but that was the name that came into my head. Okay, great. I'm sure he'd have a lot of... Sorry, it's probably a bit random. <laughs> What's one thing you've procrastinated about this week? Making my online store public. So it's been in the works and sticking there for 12 months. Um, and now that the shoot for the product has been done, I just need to add, like, add the photos and then it will go live. Oh, that's so exciting. So that's your own brow product? I don't think we even really dive too much into the brow bakery, but oh, it is specific no, okay. brows that you do and then you've also got your training academy. Um, so are you looking yeah products to match your branding with that? Yeah, so um, I had a large range made um, around mid this year and I, I haven't really launched it. Um, it's been flying off the shelves in my salon. Um, but yeah, so I'll be launching the online store. So the product shoot, like the shoot's being done for it and then I'll announce it on my socials and newsletters. Um, yeah, so it's a really beautiful brow bar. 
Amazing. I can't see And a professional palette too for um, makeup artists and for us to use in salons. Beautiful. Yeah, we're always searching for the best brow powders and pencils and, you know, everyone has their preferred option too. So looking out for that. What's something you'd jump at if you knew you wouldn't fail? Uh, buying a bigger premises for Bayesian Beauty rather than having the work um, to do another one next year. I would have just jumped in and bought like one straight away. But yeah. I like to test the And are you looking to, um, when you say buy, because I also have it in my goals to buy a building? Or yeah. A, yeah, so instead of you leasing from someone, would you like to own the property? Yeah, I think that's the goal. I think I would rather do that than buy another house. Yeah. Exciting. I remember us having that conversation. Yeah. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Is your husband very supportive when it comes to those goals of yours? Yeah. I'm very lucky. Yeah. That's good. It, oh, sorry. If you were stranded on a deserted island with no Wi-Fi, what's one thing you wish you had with you? Wine <laughs> or cookie dough. <laughs> <laughs> One of those or both. Oh, that's good. I think we just became new best friends. <laughs> oh, give me a good stab any day. Yeah, wine's always a good idea. Oh, it's been lovely. I would love for you to share what's next for you. Do you have any training dates that we can share with our community if people want to become pros with their brow work? Um, how do they get in touch with you and um, where can we find you on social media? Yeah, cool. So um, I did release my training dates for 2020 to the people that were on my wait list. Um, so I can definitely post them um, in your group now that it's been, I think it's been about a week since I released them. So I'll post them in your group and on my socials. Um, I've also put my hand up to speak at a few events and conferences next year to support women in business and, you know, to share my journey so far as a mom, as a wife, as a businesswoman. Um, so I'm on Instagram and Facebook underscore the brow bakery or underscore beige and beauty um, and also in 2020 I am announcing a new module that's actually globally recognized within our industry so it's pretty exciting um, and I'm really excited that I'm the person bringing it to Australia so it's been in the works oh, I feel like there's so much happening this year it's been in the works for the majority of this year I'm um, just because our current regulations for trainers and educators pretty much non-existent or irrelevant um, to our industry, I feel. So this will, this will help set a new benchmark. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yes. You're doing such incredible things. I almost feel like I, well, yeah, I didn't know half of what you do for starters and it just seems like you've got, um, yeah, so much incredible, Incredible opportunity for our industry for training in brows to have the space they need to create the business of their dreams, um, whatever that may be. Collaborate with other communities. Yeah. You're definitely in my tribe of women that I want to be surrounded with because 
you're speaking my language and um yeah i almost feel like we need to shout you from the rooftops because what you're doing is amazing so we'll probably get you on our facebook group even to do a live interview or something like that to make sure that everyone knows who you are because bringing your face to our community will also um just get you a little bit more recognized as well um because yeah i'd love to help i just just i just want to help people get ahead and succeed in what they want to do genuinely that's that's what it's about so amazing well thank you kiyomi it's been absolutely a pleasure and um we will be catching up soon i'll be coming into the space and having a little tour i think and maybe i love it (laughs) and a wine and a wine sounds good (laughs) right well you have a lovely day and thank you so much again no worries thanks andrew have a good day Bye.